Hello, I'm Dominic. Welcome to That Song, a podcast about understanding how the people around me feel when they listen to a particular piece of music. We're going to be hearing from different folk I know for around 5 or 10 minutes about a song that gives them big feelings. My mission is to gather a sound archive of the people around me talking about music, one song that is important to them in some way. I reckon we'll touch on topics such as childhood memories, mood and relationships. You can expect the podcast to evolve as we go. I'm new to this and I'm looking forward to learning more about how to make a podcast. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Episode 7. Stefan Philby. I reckon I met Stefan in 2012 or 2013. Well, they've been about 21. It'll have probably been at a house party in Manchester or London or maybe Brighton. One of Britain's great cities. The ones that sparkle in your late teens and 20s. Stefan has a warm, natural friendliness. You spend a few moments in his company and you're at ease. He's passionate about politics and youth work and making the world a better place. I really appreciate his support for this podcast and how much he shared with us in this episode. When I asked Stefan if there was something I might plug on this episode, he said I could mention the autonomous youth club he's part of. It's called Nomadic Youth London. It's a youth club organised on mutual aid principles and it's free to attend every Saturday at the Field Social Centre in Newcross, South East London. You can check it out on Instagram. There's a highlight reel on there called Joiners. It has some info on how a lot of our youth pop culture centres on pals having spaces and tree houses and clubhouses where they can hang out and be themselves. But in reality, in this country anyway, they're not there anymore. Nomadic Youth is doing something about that. But now Stefan will take us beyond New Cross and out of London, further south, to the past and to the coast, to your friend and mine, the city of Brighton. Without further ado, let's hear about a song that gives Stefan big feelings. I first heard Joanna Newsom when I was about 15 or 16, and I had reconnected with a friend from primary school at this like theatre club. There was like a new wave of folk music that was coming out at the time. Artists like Patrick Wolfe and Larrikin Love and all of those bands. So I was really into that. And then I was telling her parents and they were like, oh, like give me loads of CDs. And they were like, if you like folk music, you should listen to Joanna Newsom. And yeah, it just like blew me away. Sadie of her first album, Milk Eyed Mender, is a beautiful song. She's such a beautiful songwriter, such a beautiful lyricist that you know, great songwriting, great lyrics are like vague enough that you can kind of put your own experiences into it. And if you're reading too much of like what the actual performer was trying to say, then that you're just kind of hearing it from their perspective. And But essentially, I, you know, I think it's quite easy to understand that Sadie is her dog. And that's what she kind of opens up the song, singing about Sadie and singing about playing catch with her dog when she was a child. And I, I believe I sort of interpret the the Sadie aspect of it, of, of her regretting not playing with her dog or being with her dog enough before her dog passed on, you know, and, and just the thought of that alone of like a, a young woman, you know, I don't know how old she was when she wrote it, probably, it, you know, a teenager or in her early 20s. And that period of sort of adolescence of when that, that transition phase usually kicks in, like, I guess around 16, 17 of when like adulthood starts coming in and this like almost like regret and this like lamenting for your childhood that a lot of teenagers kind of go through there is often that like, excitement of becoming an adult but then there's also that like fear of like oh my god like the adult world is coming and like did I enjoy my childhood enough I definitely remember that a lot as a teenager of just like oh my god like I'm, I'm now having to leave home and I'm having to do all of this but you know I, I didn't play enough with uh, 
with, with my dog. Yeah, so I find that really beautiful, that that kind of level of like reflection. But I think the song for me had quite a lot of meaning for me in my early 20s when I was living in Brighton. Um, and this is where it really kind of comes back to me a lot. I guess I'd, I'd finished university and I was still staying in Brighton and I was working at a cinema there and playing in a band and I was having a really good time. And then, you know, my band broke up and um you know people moved to other countries and things and then you know i um started sort of not getting on very well with with life and things like that started feeling quite unwell quite down friends were leaving brighton and yeah life was kind of getting really tough there was a bit of a, a sort of a, an exodus of, of people kind of giving up that lifestyle a bit working in cafes and cinemas and bars and you know going to the beach every day and <clears throat> yeah and also sort of having you know huge like relationship breakdown and everything was just kind of it felt like falling apart and kind of running away you know and the, the, the lyrics of this song this kind of like not having any grip on things and and feeling like I was sort of losing myself a bit and I was losing contact with a lot of friends not really kind of knowing where I fitted in I was I was hanging out with new friends but I didn't really fit in with them or some of them were a lot older than me or maybe not great influence on me so I eventually moved back home to my parents but was kind of going back to Brighton here and there because I'd started up after I started feeling a bit better I'd started up a new relationship with my current partner Rosie I remember going to see Joanna Newsom at the Brighton Dome with Rosie I think at the time Rosie and I had been seeing each other for, for not not really that long compared to the, the seven or so years we've been together now. This was, I guess this was probably like one of the first like big date nights we'd had. You know, we'd always like gone to get drinks and had dinner and obviously you know, we'd seen each other for probably a few months or whatever, but like to actually like buy a concert ticket, not a cheap concert ticket. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Brighton Dome, but it's, it's an old venue. It's, it's sort of like the Albert Hall of Brighton, I guess. I don't know, it just all felt like quite grown up and it felt very like this is like a special night. You know, the weather was this kind of this misty weather. And like, I want to say that it was, it was maybe around November, autumn sort of thing, but it was, it was, it had that kind of seaside mist, you know, we went there like in our coats to this thing and we had seats and we had really good seats as well. It was very special. I don't think that Rosie was particularly familiar with Joanna Newsom as well. So she didn't really know what to expect. So there was a bit of nervousness for me. I was like, she's going to enjoy this. She's just spent like 50 quid or so on this ticket. But yeah, Joanna Newsom, it was such a great night. It's a beautiful venue and you could hear like a pin drop. She had the audience in the palm of her hand. She's an incredible performer, the way she like would float across the stage from one instrument to another and like sit down and like flick her hair back and then like be on the piano and then would do that. And it was also just like really funny, really great performer. I didn't know she would play it. I had anticipated it, but before the first notes even done ringing out, you know what that song is. You know, when it just like hits <clears throat> and this song starts with like just like half, half a bar and then it kicks into the vocals. But I just remember how she was sat down. She didn't introduce the song. She just sat down and played. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's Sadie. I'm really glad she's playing it. And this song having such a kind of a meaning to me, like kind of resonated with me in quite a sad way previously of me thinking, you know, like I'm sort of losing everything in my life. But then I was sat there with 
you know, Rosie next to me, this, this, you know, very new relationship, this very exciting relationship um, and kind of experiencing this with her and hearing this song. And it was sort of like, um, yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of um, that, that kind of difficult transition period of my life had sort of been tied up at that point. You know, I was like, oh, I feel really comfortable now. I feel really comfortable with this girl and I feel really like moved by this concert. And and the fact that Rosie was resonating with the music and the performance as well on the same level, like we were both just completely immersed in this live performance. I mean, it sounds like a lot to say, but you know that experience of live music where you're like, you know, you go to like gigs and then you go to like experiences, you know, things that are just like, whoa. And people will probably have those kind of markers, like music fans of like, wow, like I remember when I saw Blur at Hyde Park or when I saw Bjork at Hammersmith Apollo, <laughs> like those kinds of moments, like for me, this was one of those huge moments that was really like connected to this relationship. And then we left um, the concert and we went out onto the street outside the dome and we're like clocking people that we knew, people that like we had um, worked with. Uh, Rosie and I, had, we, we had met at the cinema where we worked. Um, and so we were seeing like people from the cinema and then some of our other friends and we're just like, you know, like looking at each other like, oh my God, like, wow, what a show. And um, we kind of all came together as a group and was like, we, we need to get a drink. Like we need to talk about this. And like we all went and sat down outside um, a pub and, you know, we had these like pints you know like when you have a pint outside it's cold but like the pint even though it's cold it feels cozy I think I had a Guinness it's just like that kind of thing and I was like sat snuggled up to Rosie and everyone was kind of like our friends were really excited about our new relationship and you know it was this just kind of validation of you know we've got friends new friends and there are old friends here and we're in this relationship and we've just been to this concert and this song was played and it meant so much and all just kind of came together this sort of entangled experience of like yeah I'm, I'm at that next step in my life we'll probably have another transitionary period later on which would be difficult and strange but the song kind of has a different meaning to me now it's, it was uh kind of yeah I guess validates those feelings a bit more the whole experience of seeing it live with with Rosie changed the context of the song almost when I hear it now and I and I get emotional and stuff it's more like I'm emotional for younger me you know this was yeah whatever yeah the 20, 2015 or something like that a lot a lot has changed in that time um I feel like a very 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 different person now like a lot a lot more stable and happy and like you know maybe maybe it was sort of that being there with Rosie kind of, I was feeling emotions, but maybe those emotions were just different. It was just suddenly like, whoa, like this is still a beautiful song. It still means the same to me, but like more of a, a memory than the, the, the kind of current circumstances I found myself in, which was next to a, a beautiful girl that like I've now since spent seven years with and intend to spend however many more years I've got left. Thanks so much, Stefan. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week. Happy weekend! <laughs>